When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So it's time we're continuing proving grounds number four. But first, we found an unidentified item last time. We'll identify it now using the skill of Arcania. It's a sorcerer's band. It's got 16 XP to Arcania. Let's just have a look at that thing. Okay, so it's a wing, one stamina point, plus four Neville Reserve, minus three digitally, plus four, minus three body, plus three mind, minus three might, plus three spirit. Okay, I don't think I'll be equipping that. Unless I'm really, really desperate for more MV, but even then. Alright, back to the proving grounds. The hunting begins. When you associate with someone known as the Troll Hunter, you have to know that sooner or later it's going to come down to hunting trolls. Okay, and this scenario is called Trouble in Tarnsley. I'll begin it. Please note, helpful hint from the GM. Just a small greetings, adventurer. Small hint from your friendly GM. There are two paths to success in this scenario which are one you're about to embark. One path is a more direct and shorter route to victory, while the other is longer and more perilous. However, as is usually the case, with extra danger come extra rewards. Okay, I'll take the longer, more dangerous path then. Jurek and the rest of his men, now 16 strong, are greatly saddened when he returns to the camp, bearing news of the death of Tibstock, Jod, Irwin, and Darg. They're good men. I don't know what else to say, he says, clearly disturbed by the sudden loss of four of his crew. You are right to fetch out the folk in that lair, but foolish to do so alone. Still, marvel of a feat at that. Word of your heroic, single-handed victory in the goblin lair quickly spreads throughout the camp and serves to lighten what has become a grim mood. Jurig orders a handful of men to retrieve the bodies of the fallen, so they may receive a proper burial. Now, Soup, he says, slapping you on your shoulder. Let's hear all about those goblins. When you finish relating to Jig the entire entirety of experience in the goblin lair, he laughs aloud and shakes his head. You're for sure a brazen lad, he smirks. Don't know anyone willing to stick their neck into a place like that without someone to watch their back. All their flanks, for that matter. Your reputation is well earned, Zoop, if you don't mind me saying it. Just a bit too modest. 
to get silent for a moment if he's, if he's contemplating a most serious matter. Still, it would have been nice if you'd gotten your hands on that elder goblin. The ones that slip off are the ones that come back when you least expect it. I always hope it isn't in my sleep. As a handful of his men depart to fetch the bodies of his fallen men, Tuig pulls you aside and tells you, less than an hour ago, he received word from a nearby village of Tarnsley. Forestral was spotted on the outskirts of town early last evening. Could be a lone troll, he says, running over the situation in his mind. But mildly, then not, there's a couple more lurking about. Only the big ones move about on their own, you know. Trolls has enemies. Enemies too. Lucky for Tarnsley, it's us. Jurek tells you you would like to have you go to Tarnsley with one of his more experienced huntsmen, a man by the name of Ten Tenvar Elmkin. Shouldn't be too much trouble, I'd imagine, says Tenvar, striding up and initiating his shoulder across with you. I put down more trolls than I can remember. And it's not like you're strangers that they're like. I'll be honoured to have such an illustrious partner. You catch sight of a curious weapon strapped to Tenvar's back and ask him what it is. It removes a five-foot iron pole attached to the top of which are two heavy wooden blocks. The blocks appear to slide freely along the length of the pole. A troll bond, he says, grinning broadly. No better weapon for taking down those beasts. Of course, Jig here is the man who invented it, and I dare dare say still the most skilled troll bonter to be found anywhere now. There's a link for troll bonts. Troll bont. This odd-looking weapon was invented by Jig Awoth, a man better known to many as the Troll Hunter. Consists of two heavy blocks of wood, sometimes suddenly with iron spikes, Attached one right above the other to the end of a sturdy iron or steel pole. When swung in a crossing downstroke, the heavy blocks spin on the pole and slide down its length at the same time. A perfectly executed stroke with a troll bolt will strike a troll in three vital areas on a single stroke, doing heavy damage and sometimes killing the creature outright. Jurek is the only known master of this odd weapon, he's taught, and he's taught his use to many of those in, to many of those in his employ, proficient enough to wield it. Oh, uh, yes. Excuse me. Perhaps sometime it will instruct you in its use, says Jerry. It's a difficult weapon to master, but when properly maintained and wielded, it knows no equal near task for which it was designed, which is killing trolls. Tanfar steps, straps, straps the troll bond to his back, and the two of you bid Jerry farewell, as you set off on foot for the nearby village of Tarnsley. Jerry calls after you, wishing you both luck, luck and a safe return. Gone less than a mile from the encampment in the ruins of the old church, when the road you're following branches to the north. Turning in that direction, you begin a gradual ascent to the thickly wooded highland, wherein the mist of which sits the village of Tarnsley. 
Suddenly, Tanvar stops and stoops to examine something on the road. Goblins, he says in a hushed tone. Passed by here not more than an hour or two ago. Two dozen, maybe more. Maybe leftovers from that cave you carved up. Tanvor tells you he's willing to track down the goblins and at least make note of their numbers and positions. He says he will, will leave the decision up to you. You just as easy continue on to task, he says. Sometimes it's better to leave some things be. Okay, so you can track down the goblins or leave them be. And you can use divination, woodmanship or theory to give you some clues. I'll use woodmanship. Succeeded. 32 experience to woodmanship. Woodsmanship. You crouch down and closely examine the goblin sign. The Tanvar is going. Much to your surprise in Tenvo's road, you find several large spints trampled into the earth beneath the smaller goblin impressions. Tanvar inspects your discovery and agrees with your assessment. Ogres with them, he says. Grimly. Not sure we should ta be tanking with all of that just now, are you? Okay, so I can go to Tarsley. I can trap the goblins. I'll trap the goblins. Tanvar seems uneasy about tracking the armies, but appears to have a high degree of faith in your judgment and nods in agreement with your decision. Following the skilled huntsman, you plunge in the forest to the right of the road and begin the arduous task of following the goblin trail. Less than 200 yards from, from the road, you reach the top of a steep rise. There, on the other side, in the forest below, your eyes fall upon the encamped goblins. You count 20 of the vicious creatures, most tending to their weapons, while several busy themselves with the skinning and gutting of two deer carcasses. Tanva whaps your arms and points to the eastern side of the camp, where your eyes fall upon four ogres, sulking about the edge of the dense thicket. This is suicide, he whispers, managing a wise smile. The whole crew, maybe, maybe but not... Not just the tours. Come on then, let's get back to the road. Okay, hmm. I can insist we encamp the encampment, or I can agree with Tenvar and leave this place at once. But, as we remember, the message at the front told that if we go through this, there will be rewards. And also, I have a melee rating of 157, which is way, way higher than possibly be. Attack the encampment. A wild look passes over Tanvar's face as you attempt to goad him into attacking the goblin camp. His eyes slides down the hat to the haft of his axe and he stares at you hard for several seconds. I can handle those orcs you can figure out what to do with the rest of the bunch, he says, referring to the goblins. You got a streak of the wild in, in you for sure, Zoop. Do not in agreement with Tanvar's plan, and without another word, the two of you creep over the back of the hill and steal down to the outskirts of the encampment. Base of the hill, Tanvar nods at you and moves off in the direction of the ogres, obviously hoping that the, the thicket next to which they stand will be enough to conceal his approach. You turn your attention to the twenty goblins that must, you must now deal with. Hmm. So I can just attack them, can lead them away, 
Or there's the more fun options of thievery, elementalism, illusion, woodmanship, archery, or necromancy. Hmm. Yeah, lots and lots of options. I'll go for necromancy. Oh, failed. Having failed to successfully channel your power, you're about to make another attempt when suddenly you are spotted. Every goblin in the camp leads its feet, leaps to his feet and suddenly charges in your direction. With your mind racing, you decide the only viable option at your disposal is to attempt to lead them away from the camp in the hope you won't be overwhelmed by their sheer numbers. You turn and bolt in the opposite direction, setting your plan into motion. The chase is on. So pick a number. A bonus of 177. 20 from agility. 138 from woodmanship. And 19 from luck. Let's see what happens. To 225. Your plan seems to be working splendidly. You dash through the forest, keeping just ahead of the fastest of your goblin pursuers. After a couple of minutes, only a small group remains on your heels. And when you reach an advantageous bit of terrain, you spin to face them. The fire's cruel creatures, breathing heavily, gnash their teeth as they close in on you, brandishing their cruel instruments of battle. I fight five cave goblin warriors. And the cave goblin warriors attack you viciously. But nevertheless, they are slain. 21 XP. You step back from the pile of goblin corpse and boldly hold your ground as a new batch of four of the foul creatures arrives, eager to have, have at the human slayer of their kin. Begin combat once more with four of them. Ooh, I just went into battle rage. And they attacked me viciously. And I, I finished them off. The third group of goblins arrives, eight strong, but upon seeing the carnage strewn about the forest floor at your feet, four of them turn and flee. The four goblins who remain charge at you, shrieking wildly as they close in. Alright, four cave goblin warriors. They attack me viciously and are slain. Right, that's most of them. I will have your blood, human, hisses an angry voice from behind you as the last of the goblins slumps to the ground at your feet. That's 21 XP for the last battle. You turn to find yourself facing the elderly goblin who fled the caves after you had slain his three sons. He draws a glittering short sword and points it at your chest. I have no clan left to lead, he snarls. I'd rather die than run for a wretched human. Without another word, the ancient-looking go goblin strides forward and attacks. Okay. Considering I've killed your sons and, and your partners and your grandsons and everyone you know, you know what? I, you, you go ahead and try to kill me. But you're not going to succeed. Alright, Cave Goblin Chieftain. Ooh, he, attack, he attacks me viciously. He 
The enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke for 8 damage. Yes, keeps attacking viciously, thinking of his dead sons and everyone else. Another vicious attack, 13 damage. But he is slain. 519 experience points. The ancient goblin chieftain is dead. The remaining goblins flee for their lives, running in terror from the mighty human that just put down their leader. You search the chieftain's corpse and discover, discover a wing of one of his fingers, which you take. It's an unidentified cracked wooden wing. You took this wooden wing from the finger of a dead goblin chieftain. The sword doesn't appear to be magical, but is nevertheless a remarkable weapon. So I'll take it. Well then, that takes care of that. You turn to find Tanvas riding up to you and quickly initiate a shoulder cross with the huntsman. Shakes his head in disbelief as he admires your handiwork. And all that I had to do was lay down four ogres. He smirks. Come to that. A couple of them are one or two enemy. Must be losing my edge. Maybe I'll leave any rough play in Tarnsley up to you, Zoop. A quick search of the goblin camp reveals several sacks containing a large amount of gold. You split the gold with Tanvar, who then gives you half his own share. Never know what to do with it, he says wryly. I've got 727 gold. At last, the two of you make your way out of the remains of the goblin camp and head towards the road. There, you resume your trek to Tarsley. Well then, had to be a dozen trolls to rival all that, last hands as you start along the road. And now in a grey box, it says, Nice work on those goblins, Zoop. And 500... And 12 XP to General. Oh, God, I killed the entire family. No, okay, back to trolls. A relatively short trek through the thickly forested highland leads you straight to the village of Tarsley. Your wife was greeted with suspicion from several of the villagers. But the head of the village council, a woman by the name of Lenora, apologises to them and receives you warmly in the meeting hall. These trolls have us all a bit on edge, I'm afraid, he says, as you slip on the steaming mug of Palo she handed you. We're aware of this jigs of reputation. No doubt you two are well up to the task. Tanvar abruptly asks you how many creatures you think you. You make use of a use of the plural trolls. Tanvar says that two trolls have been spotted, and they are, they seem to be camped out on the northern edge of the village. In a thick piece of wood known as Oak Alley. Tanvar nods and assures that the problem is all but taken care of. Know where they are is half the game, smirks Tanvar. If they where they if they where you say they are, they will be skinned and boned before the sun sets. Less than half an hour later, you stand on the northern outskirts of the village, at the edge of a dense section of forest known as Oak Alley. Danvar carefully studies the ground in both directions, along 
along the edge of the woods but finds no identifiable troll barkings. You suggest the two of you split up, allowing you to cover more ground, and Tanvar readily agrees. Luck to you, Zoop, he says. Don't be in these woods after dark, though. Hardly think that would be the case. Fare thee well. Tanvar departs, entering Oak Alley, travel a hundred yards to the south. He went to a similar distance to the north. Were it not for the nature of the task at hand, and the knowledge of the power of bloodthirst Bloodthirsty, savage forest trolls are likely lurking in these very woods. Oak Alley would prove to be a cheerful spot for a troll. Spot for a stroll. With due caution, you wander through the maze of towering hardwoods and tangled undergrowth, searching for any sign of your fearsome prey. So I pick a number. Bonus of 69 for woodmanship. Alright. Yeah, 32 experience to woodmanship. At a picky 130. Doesn't take long for you to come upon the pair of forest trolls. The towering brutes are crouched by the bank, bank of a trickling stream, catching and devouring small black frogs they pull from the edge of the bubbling water. As luck would have it, they have not yet been spotted. Standing behind a pair of ancient oaks, you contemplate how best to deal with the two trolls crouching at the edge of the stream. So, lots of options here. There's archery, elementalism, thievery, telekinesis, gating, or illusion. I'll go for illusion. You succeeded for 64 XP to illusion. Your carefully crafted illusion of a large black frog struggling to climb up the opposite bank of the stream serves to completely captivate the two trolls, while the pair of savage Benamocks remain transfixed by the illusion of the frog, creak up behind them and manage to land a well-placed blow, well-placed fatal blow to the back of one of the trolls' skulls. The troll topples forward, its lifeless bulk landing across the bubbling stream. The remaining troll turns, stretches its powerful jaws to sound in Wade's bellow, and is quickly upon you, striking out with its deadly claws. Oh dear. Yes, what I wanted was a big frog. <laughs> Sorry, troll, but... Okay, the, co the troll savagely swipes at you with its deadly claws. Lucky fighting, fight some more, fight a brutal stroke just now, and is slain. 21 XP. You spend several minutes westing and cleaning up your equipment following your victory over the two trolls. A small while later, Tanvor arrives, smiling broadly when his eyes fall upon the bloody corpses of two trolls. All the trolls for you, then. I was looking forward to a good bont. He jests as he slaps you on the shoulder. He stoops and examines the carcass, and then pulls out a long, sharp knife. Tenvar sets about skinning and boning the trolls. Exactly as he told Alana he would. He tells you that Jirik is clean on removing the skins and major bones from slain trolls. He sews from time to time to weapon and armour crafters. 
nothing quite as thick and light as troll hide, says Talba, as he proceeds with this wild and gruesome task. And nothing quite as strong and hard as troll bone, not to mention Jigbelis. The troll ought to be put to some use after they're dead. Matter of a few minutes, Tanva is finished. He straps the skins and bones to his back, and the two of you make your way out of Oak Alley. The bugs will take care of those two now. Not much else would touch, would touch Troll's flesh. A hungry wolf would sooner starve, I'd wager. After a quick stop in Tarnsley, when, when Tanva accepts a small payment in gold from Norway, the two of you set out for Ridnorn, hoping to reach the ruins of the old church before dusk. While making your way out of the Highland Forest, a flock of crows sweep out of the trees and flies across the road in front of you, screeching loudly. They disappear to the east, their hoarse cries fading with them into the distance. Bad sign, smirks Stalmer. An ill omen, if you will. Stonewalling this way, you know, that sort of thing. If you believe in things like that, I mean, can't say that I do. It's nearing dusk when you return to the camp. The scenario's finished, and 128 experience to general. Alright, Nick. Alright, now pausing for a bit. I'm back. Well, last time we found an unidentified wing. Let's use the skill of Arcania to find out what it is. It's a wing of astonishing might. 16 XP to Arcania. Let's just have a looky 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 loo. Okay, it's 5 might, 2 spirit. In other situations, that might be useful, but those two stats are already maximised for me, so they cannot get any higher by equipping that wing. Back to the Proving Grounds now. Proving Grounds 4. Part 3. The hunt continues. The Troll Hunter is a surprisingly busy figure. Had you known the wilds of Swift were packed with such wicked creatures, you might not have chosen the path of an adventurer. Yet again, this scenario is called Dragon Eye Wood. Jig is impressed by Tanvor's account of your mission, and he tells you that he would be honoured to have you join his company of huntsmen for the next small while. There seems to be no end of work in these parts. Be worth your while, believe me, Zoop. Be well played for your sweat. And even a monster slayer like you might learn a few things along the way. Can I say you're aboard then? Jig is delighted when he agreed to be in his service for the time being. He introduces to a long-haired, middle-aged hunchman in his company by the name of Whale. Whale knows more about the wildlands than almost any man I know, says Jig. He can show you a few of his tricks and maybe learn a couple of yours. Have at it, lads! You spend the better part of the next two days trapsing about the nearby forest with Whale, tracking and hunting all manner of game which you then bring back to the camp which promptly becomes food for an ever-hungry company of battle-hardened men. 
Ria is extremely impressed with your proficiency in operating in the wild, and despite your high level of mastery, after two days you find you have indeed learned a few new tricks from the skilled swordsman, woodsman. Alright, 1,024 experience to woodmanship, which is nice. For a couple of days following your excursion now, the company remains idle in the ruins of the old church. You spend your time getting to know many of the huntsmen in Jig's employ, and wandering in and out of Wingborn, where you enjoy drinking your fill of the famous Red Fox Ale that originally led you to this corner of the kingdom. Without warning, early one afternoon, you return to the encampment with Wee and Tava to find out preparations are being made to move out. Close to overstaying our welcome here, says Jig as he packs his meagre collection of personal items onto the back of his horse. We're heading up country through a spot of forest known as Dragon Eye Wood. The place is always crawling with trolls. We'll hunt, hunt the wood for trolls and bring our tech take to South Dawn Keep. Then, maybe, we'll move up with her and get above Twithick. Come on then, let's be moving off. You were given a horse and the company to... A horse. And before the company leaves the ruins of the old church, she takes you aside and gives you a cloth sack filled with gold. 1,200 gold, to be precise. I was able to negotiate a slightly better turn than what I had thought, he says as he hands you the sack. I don't really remember what we agreed to, but this, this, I'm sure there's more, more in that sack than we did. You've earned every last token, Zook. Stick with me and there'll be more, more than that before we get any west. He thanked you for the gold and asked him how he came to negotiate to such a generous payment from the town of Windlock. Well, if there's anything these place, these small places dislike almost as much as tro trolls and goblins, it's a score of rugged, shifty-looking characters lingering about the outskirts of that town, he says. A few mentions of how much the men are enjoying the area, and you're sure, and you're sure to be on your way to a rising bounty. He laughs and slaps you on the shoulder as he rides past and takes up position, the head of the horse company. When all are assembled and ready, Jig gives, gives the symbol and the troll hunter and his band of huntsmen move out of the ruins of the old church, headed north for prospects unknown. After two days of steady travel, the company passes through a particularly tangled and swamp-ridden stretch of road that Jig informs you is the Dragon Eye Wood. He says that he's not certain how the wood came to be named. It's usually the stalking ground of several species of trolls. Forest trolls and swamp trolls, mostly, he says, as the company moves at a guarded guarded pace along a narrow, twisting road that cuts through the forest. Neither of any good use to anyone. In a grassy field at the edge of the road, Jig stops and orders that camp be set up. He then organises two small parties to scout the nearby woods. Said he you off on a off on a late afternoon hunt with three of his men, including Tanbar. The four of you split up inside the forest, agreeing to meet up at the camp within the hour. You watch as the others depart before setting off on your way through Dragon Eye Wood. 
10 minutes into your trek. As you quench your thirst with them on the mossy bank of a twickling stream, the sound of heavy footfalls from behind makes your heart skip a beat. Spin around just in time to see a hulking, grey-skinned forest troll bounding towards you, its massive jaws unhinged, as it prepares to make an easy meal out of its intended human prey. So, I've got a few options. I could use fortification, unarmed combat, or archery. Hmm, I'll use unarmed combat. Succeeded for 64 XP to unarmed combat. The last possible second, you drop to the ground and using your entire body, swipe out at the troll's legs. The surprise move, move works better than you could have helped. Sweeping the creature's legs out from under it and sending the savage beast sprawling to the ground. You leap up and rush forward to attack the day's troll as it struggles to regain its feet. I fight the forest troll, but it's dazed. The troll savagely swipes through its deadly claws and is slain. 13 XP. Two forest trolls emerge from the thick growth on the other side of the stream, snarling viciously as they quickly bound towards you. You step back on the corpse of the troll you've just slain and assume a defensive stance. As the savage pair bears down on its two forest trolls now. The trolls savagely swipe at you with their deadly claws. Ooh, the enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on me. Or you for six damage. Okay, then. Ooh, another brutal stroke for eight damage. And they are slain. 22 XP. Suddenly, a pair of leathery, grey-skinned hands snap around your neck from behind. Panic steps in as you desperately struggle to free, to free yourself from the deadly grip of your unseen troll assailant. So, I can use unarmed combat, illusion, or attempt to free myself. I'll use illusion. Succeeded. Even in your distress state, you're able to conjure up the convincing illusion of a large stone-packed spider crawling up the troll's arms. The troll quickly releases its grip on your throat as it desperately crawls at the deadly arachnid, making its way up its shoulder. Up towards its shoulder. You turn and throw yourself at the towering forest troll that came within seconds of crushing your throat. The fearsome beast bellows with rage as it counters your attack. It's a forest troll. Ooh, it's cold. The troll savagely swipes at you with its deadly mass. Deadly claws. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for five damage. Keep swiping, I keep bashing. It is slain. Twenty-one experience. You stagger backwards, barely avoiding the toppling carcass of the slain forest troll to crashes to the ground. There was no time to celebrate your victory, however. A pair of snarling forest trolls leap out of the brush in your, to your right, and miraculously you twist to the side to avoid their initial lunge. The fearsome creatures unleash terrifying bellows as they rush forward, swiping at you with their deadly, deadly claw. It's two more forest trolls. Okay. Do, do, have, some, have someone sprayed me with 
with troubled aphrodisiac or something? Tuttles savagely swipe at you with their deadly claws. Keep swiping, I keep bashing. They are slain. For 22 experience points. You lock up, lock up from the bloody corpses of the two trolls and your heart sinks. Stalking out of the surrounding tree. Trees. Several yards from where you stand is a truly massive forest specimen. Towering, grey-skinned brute unhinges its mighty jaws and roars with rage upon catching sight of you and the carnage strewn about your feet. The fearsome creature lops towards you. In, desperate, in desperation, you plant your feet and assume a defensive stance. Is, it, is this the daddy troll? The mummy troll? Or a big brother troll? Could be, could be. It's not like I, I, I'm just going to kill first and uh, not even bother to ask any questions ever. You're taken aback when a hooded figure gripping a long iron staff suddenly sweep leaps out of the undergrowth and lands between you and the advancing troll. The troll rears up to its full height as prepare, prepare, preparing to attack when the hooded figure expertly executes a devastating stroke. The weapon you've just come to realise is a troll bunt. The heavy wooden blocks spin on the iron wad, smashing into three of the troll's most vulnerable vital areas. As his, as his wielder follows through on a powerful downstroke, the troll, the troll immediately collapses as the assailant's feet, and the figure turns to face you, grinning broadly. You walk forward, your arm extended, to meet Tanvar in a shoulder cross. Couldn't let you have all the trolls to yourself, says Tanvar, quickly sets about dressing the slain trolls. Though well, I have to say, did quite the job of it. We turn to the camp with Tanvar and the others, bearing the skins and bones of the trolls you failed in Dragon Eye Wood. Honestly, I mean, with these people going around, I'm surprised there's any trolls left. Joke is impressed by Tanvar's account of your tally. Commend you on the success of your hunt. Sometimes you go looking for trolls, and sometimes they come looking for you, he laughs. Either way, they can't have you all that void, Zoop. A fine showing. As Jig tends to the grim trophies that Tanvar has brought back, you take your seat by the crackling fire and accept a steaming mug of paleo from Wee, who is eager to hear all about your hunt. The shadows of late afternoon show the elephant into the enveloping arms of dusk, and soon thereafter, the black cloak of night. The scenario is finished for 128 experience to general. Alright, on to the next one. Minstrels. Begin the scenario. You drift into a deep, much-needed sleep next to the fire, hoping that a few solid hours of rest will help remove the weariness that's plagued you over the last handful of days. Just past midnight, when the shouts of two watchmen enter your dreams, and you're roughly roused by Tanvar. To arms! cries Jig, drawing his sword and rushing towards the road, where a large group of men on horseback are apparently in the midst of attempting to make off with the company's horses. 
springing to your feet, you sprint towards the erupting fray, running shoulder to shoulder with Tandler. When you reach the road, the two of you find yourself confronted by four men on horseback. The men ride straight at you, striking out of the saddle with their long blades. Tanvar moves to engage the two on her left, leaving, leaving the others to view. The two horsemen spur their steeds forward as they quickly bear down upon you. So I've got a few options here. I could use telekinesis, archery. If I had horsemanship, I could use that. Or presumably I could just continue and just fight them. I'm going to use telekinesis. Succeeded for 32 XP. You summon your telekinetic powers and focus on the horsemen on your right. Your body shakes as your powerful projected force slams into the unsuspecting rider, sending him toppling from his mount. You rush forward to strike him before you can regain his feet, but he does not make any attempt to get up. He broke his neck in the fall and dies instantly. The remaining horseman is quickly upon you, slashing at you from the saddle as his steed slowly circles you. Alright, I fight a horseman. That is a man on a horse, not some sort of horse-human hybrid thing. Horseman slashes at you from the saddle. He slashes some more and is slain. 13 XP. You step around the wireless horses of the dead men and discover that Tanvar has also dispatched the two men that attacked him. He steps clear of their bodies and joins you in the centre of the road as a broad, broad grin spreads across his face. These have got to be the most foolhardy horse fees I've ever seen, he laughs. A dozen of them, bravely a camp of twenty armed men. Hard to imagine if I hadn't seen it. Well now, just to see what comes of it. The would-be horse thieves have been routed. Eight of their number lie dead on the road, while the remaining four manage to take flight, riding, riding wildly off into night. Not a single man in your company has been killed. Jig sends five of his men in pursuit. Return only a short while later to report the men entered the forest to evade them. Trolls will have them if they linger in there too long, he laughs as Jig takes that's Jiggs as he takes the wains to a pair of the these abandoned horses and leads the animals back to the camp. Goblins, trolls, bandits. Is there anything safe from you, Zoop? Um, let's see. What could be safe from me? Well, they're staying poor and he's safe from me. Maybe... Puppies. Puppies are safe from me. Yeah, they're definitely safe. Now that, 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 that might well be it. <laughs> Much to everyone's surprise, it's discovered that one of the eight bandits believed to be killed is actually just unconscious. He's taken back into the camp and revived next to the fire. <laughs> Immediately upon coming to his senses, the terrified man begins pleading for his life. Jig stoops next to him and addresses him in a stern tone, telling him he need not fear for his life. You'll be sent on your way soon enough, though. First, he says, his demeanour softening somewhat. First, I want to know what 
what made a ramshackle band of glorified tavern ballers think they could make off with horses of an armed company twice their size. Can't be the smartest motion you've had recently. What, what Land says in, in response sends every earshot into a hysterical fit of laughter. Pardon the mistake, good sir, says the man, his lips trembling as he fights to get one up. But we heard a group of minstrels was moving up this way. We were waiting a day for them to come. Day to come upon them. You're here all honesty, you were then. <laughs> the bandit is escorted to the edge of the road and his horse is given back to him. He promptly mounts the animal and rides off to the south, not once looking back. Minstrels? Says, says the man. She shakes his head and he looks at you. The puzzled expression. Minstrels, he says. We've been mistaken for wild men, highwaymen, and even border wages on one occasion. But never minstrels. It's just a little distressing. You settle back down next to the fire, hoping the west of the night will pass without incident. Allowing you the west you desperately seek. As you rest off the street, you're confronted, you're comforted by one thought. The minstrels, if they're indeed somewhere along this road, have little to worry about from that particular group of bandits. That's that scenario finished for 64 XP. Right, what? Hmm, let's see. Alright, part four is Tooth and Claw. Sleep won't come easy. A rude awakening. Desperate shouts of two, two men on, on watch fail to pierce your dreams, but a rough shape from wheel wakes you with a start. Warily and mildly disorientated, you scramble to your feet and find the camp is under attack. The huntsmen of Jake's company are engaged in a fierce battle against a large group of two-legged, vaguely humanoid wolf creatures. The grotesque wolf men that savagely assail the encampment are all extremely emancipated, with patches of mangy fur clinging to their tightly drawn, festering hides. When he shouts a warning to you as he moves to intercept two of the horrid creatures, you turn to your front center, so face to face with one of the ravenous wolf men. The vicious beast crouches down and springs for your throat. It's a wolfkin. What is a wolfkin? The origins of these vicious humanoid wolf creatures is not known, but it is assumed they are a product of dark magic. Wolfkin are purely evil in nature, haunting the wild, remote corners of the world, often in service of an evil, mysterious master. While they can be encountered, they are most often found in packs, much like regular wolves. For every large group of walking, there is normally a powerful member of the species that serves as leader. Alright, I'm going to fight this wolfkin. The vicious wolfkin creature tears at you with its tooth and claw, and is slain. 10 XP. No sooner have you dispatched the vicious wolfkin, you look up to find another of the terrifying creatures bounding towards you. Got a few options here. I can use telekinesis, archery, elementalism, gating, or illusion. I'll go for elementalism. Oh, it failed. Unable to successfully 
before your, your chosen action in time. Now must now prepare to defend yourself against your bounding assailant. The bounding wolf queen is quickly upon you, startling as it swipes out of you with its sharp claws. Begin combat. The wolf queen tears at you with tooth and claw, lays a brutal stroke for seven damage. And it keeps fighting, keeps fighting, but is slain. 10 XP. You suddenly find yourself confronted by three of the vicious wolfkin. Your savage foes, two of them foam at the mouth, rapidly close in and surround you. It's three wolfkin. It lays a, lays a brutal stroke for eight damage. Keep bashing and it is slain. 21 XP. You rush to the aid of Wenra and Tanva, who find themselves beleaguered by six of the wolfkin they engaged at the edge of camp. Upon arrival, you quickly become the targets of two of the vicious wolf creatures. Okay. I fight two wolfkins who are going to battle wage. Why are you just... Why are you even attacking? Why are you even doing that? I scream in battle wage as I bash them. 13 XP. A victory cry grows up through the camp as the remaining wolfkin, still numbering close to a dozen, flee into the forest, quickly becoming lost in the night's deep gloom. Several several of the huntsmen have, have been hunted, wounded in the fight, a couple of them quite seriously. While they are attended to, Jinx strides up and asks for your assessment of what this just occurred. For the first time since she met him, his unflappable demeanour seems to be somewhat shaken. Boya, a transtour star, Twenva strides up and says something that changes everything. A sinking feeling rises from the pit of your stomach as the words leave his lips. Brecken is missing, he says, addressing Jerry directly. The wolfkin have him. It's immediately decided that, that, that two parties were t- set off to attempt to rescue the young woodsman. Indeed, he has managed to somehow survive his capture's savagery. Cherik sends you Tanvar and we off as one party, when he and two others head off Head off as the second. The remainder of, of his company is ordered to stay in the camp, tending to the wounded and keeping watch over the horses. No more than an hour, cautions Jig as you prepare to with us. Well... We'll all make back here now, whether we have our man or not. Be wary for trolls. The light of day we the hunters, which is a different story when the sun goes down. No further words, words are exchanged as, the two, as two small parties plunge into the dark wood. That scenario finishes for 64 XB to general. Okay, next up is... The Hunt for Brecken. Alright, I'll do that one then. The three of you have little difficulty finding and following the track left by the departing Wolfkin. Less than a mile from the camp, you're moving from the back of the steep rise when you spot a large group of wolf creatures looping along through the forest below. Count thirteen of the loathsome creatures, although you can see no sign of breaking them. Amongst them, it is decided that the three of you will move to, in- to intercept and ambush them. 
Hurry now, this is Tam Tamvar, as you rush along through the trees. Or strike as they come by the bottom of, of this hill. Base of the hill, where three of you can see only yourself in the thick undergrowth, waiting with bated breath the wolfkin to arrive. When the first four of vicious creatures lop into view, Tanvar and Weave simultaneously break cover, char charging into the open to assail the surprised enemy. So I can use archery, woodmanship, or illusion. I'll use woodmanship. Succeeded. You slink through 16 XP. You slink through the undergrowth and position yourself behind the approaching enemy. As the entire group of Vulcan lope past your hiding spot, their attention fixed on your two in battle companions, you spring out into the open and launch a surprise attack from the rear. Your surprise assault on from behind catches the Wolfkin completely by surprise. Dispatch two of them before the others are even aware of your presence. Three of the vicious wolfmen, however, turn and counter your attack, tearing you with tooth and claw as you struggle to regain the upper hand in the brutal melee. I fight three wolfkin. The wolf creatures tear at you with tooth and claw, and they lay a brutal stroke for eight damage and are slain. 12 XP. You collapse to the ground with the last of the wolfkin, having been knocked off balance by the final blow. Tanvar and we rush to your side and hoist you back on your feet. Tanvar is smiling broadly. Not bad then, he says, looking looking over the corpses of the thirteen slain wolfkin. No brecking, but a good number of them gone for good. They were heading east when we came upon them. We'd best be on that way. That way. It's, best, it's the best we have to go on. All in agreement, the three of you set, up, set out to the east. Hoping that you'll find something will lead you to the missing huntsman. And that should you find him, it will not be too late. Past the scene of your encounter with the large group of Grofkin, it becomes difficult to find any further sign of the creatures. You, Tanvar, and we scour the forest without success. And about to abandon the search and return to the camp, when suddenly we stops and holds up his hand. A faint scent of wood smoke twists just by on the night breeze, and the three of you find your hope renewed, if only slightly. Never heard Wolfkin to build fire, says we. We don't see what else we've got to go on. Ogres like fires now and again, and even trolls rarely. So stay at the wedding. The three of you set off without delay, firing your noses, heading in the direction of the pungent smoke. You are the first to spot the flickering flames through the trees ahead, and you immediately signal for your cameras to stop. The three of you resume your movement after several seconds, creeping forward, keeping the orange glow of the fire in front of you as you go. From behind a stand of ancient highwoods, you, Tanva, and we observe the fire from a distance of ten yards. Behind the blaze, almost invisible against the dark backdrop of the forest, is the wide mouth of a cave. You all simultaneously shocked to find seated around the fire are three humans. Tanvar whaps you on the shoulder and stabs his finger in the air in front of him, pointing directly at the man seated on the far on the far right of the three before the fire. In a tone that express 
expresses a deep sense of dread, he tells you we and the man he's pointed out is, is none other than Brecken. He gasps and stares hard at the figure Tanvo has indicated and nods slowly in agreement. Well, what's to be made of this? whispers Wee shaking his head in disbelief. Before anyone can answer, your eyes are drawn to the mouth of the cave just beyond the fire. A group of five wolfkin emerge from it and lope off into the forest. This bodes ill, says Tanvar, shaking his head. I've got a bad feeling about all of this. What happens next? Leaves the three of you speechless. Okay. The next, next up is part five. An unknown enemy. Things have gone from bad to worse. You're beginning to wonder if your quest to get a taste of Windhorn's famous red fox ale was worth all this. Alright. But that, we're, we're close to an hour, so... Checking nothing unidentified. Right, time to save. So, well, next time we're going to see what shocking thing has happened there. And I have. I. Well, I actually I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. Mostly because I'm not quite sure which shocking thing it was that happens next. Might have been another shocking thing from another adventure that I remember instead. For now, farewell, fellow with When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.